My name is Marty Devereaux, and I'm the host of Verbal Assault live stream. You know, um, before we were on Zencaster, and I kind of mastered that. And right now, we have decided to be like the rest of the world and transition to Zoom. The beauty of it is that it allows you to see myself as well as my uh, left and right wing correspondents and my co-hosts. Um, unfortunately, I, with all of the technical difficulties, I didn't have enough time to prepare my questions. So we're going to do this a little bit more organically. I have some very interesting people on the panel today. Um, as you guys know, with Verbal Assault Livestream, we are a, a political podcast. We talk about real issues in real time with real people. Uh, if you are listening to us, you're listening to us on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or 11 other platforms. If you decide that you want to view us, you can view us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, or TikTok. Now, let me go into all these great people that we have on the program today. I've always talked about the fact that it is challenging in the Northeast to get right-wing people to come on to a program with left-wing people. It's, it's kind of like Fox News, where it's five versus one, or CNN, where it's uh, one versus five. So... First of all, uh, you know who I am. Let me let me introduce Ms. Cherokee Black. Ms. Cherokee Black is a YouTube personality. She is someone who is a an actress, is a producer, and she's a very opinionated sister. She is someone that leans left, and, and unfortunately, um, there's many issues going on with the current administration. She's not happy with. I want to say hello, Cherokee. How are you feeling? Fine. How are you today, Mark? You look beautiful, and I'm loving the uh, little uh, I'm loving the little Zen poster behind you. Uh, oh yeah. I'm going to move over to um, Mr. Rob Arnold. Rob Arnold, as I've told many of you all before, is a I, I like to call him the Mayflower baby. He is someone who is related to Samuel Adams. Yes, the creator of the Beatles. Samuel Adams apparently is also related to. John Adams and John Quincy Adams, who were two of our founding fathers in the presidency. Yet, interestingly enough, Rob Arnold leans right. He identifies as a Republican. Rob Arnold, how are you? I'm fine and well and hale and healthy. And it's not as much that he uh, was a brewer. He was the patriot that led the Boston Tea Party, uh, uh, was Samuel Adams. My grandmother, Olive Adams, uh, was a, a genealogist. And she, um, it, it turns out she... John, John Quincy Adams was, I think, the second cousin of Samuel Adams. So the two uh, American presidents sitting on my family tree are a little more distantly, the direct lineage is to Sam Adams. And it's with him in mind that I host Political Firestorm. Right. So as a host of Political Firestorm, if John Adams and John Quincy Adams were here, they would probably be getting into a, a healthy debate with you or turning into grave. Perhaps. On some <laughs> if, <laughs> On some right. I am also very happy to have a, uh, a Harlem activist. He is someone who has run for city council um, in the Harlem district. He is a person who um, 
comes from a musical and, and, and performance background. He has gotten involved with uh, Harlem activism by way of, um, I don't know. Uh, he's, just, he's just someone. Necessity. You said what, my brother? Necessity. <laughs> Necessity. Um, I, what I know about Mr. Julius Tadejan is that he also has a background in law, and when it comes to an issue that he agrees with or disagrees with, he gives you a very, very healthy debate. Let me also throw in the fact that he is a, a member of the Nation of Islam, and for some, that is very controversial. How are you, Mr. Julius Tadejan? How are you feeling? I'm good, beloved. Okay, thank you so much. And then I want to go ahead and uh, introduce our version of Erin Brockovich. She is a person who focuses on her research. She is a woman who is a mother. She homeschools her child. And, um, and I have to call her an activist. She's an Afro-Caribbean sister, and her name is Miss Mirka Encarnacion. How are you? Did I pronounce your name correctly, Mirka? Yeah, you did, Mirka. <laughs> well, Spanish is kind of like my third language, and um, that name is something I'm going to have to work on. Okay. Now, I, <laughs> no problem. you know, I have to give this brother some uh, credit here because he has been on Verbal Assault live stream. He's been on Verbal Assault uh, radio debate, which we uh, put into pilot. He's also been on uh, Verbal Assault studio broadcast. He is a uh, documentarian. He is a person who is a professor. He is a researcher himself, and he's also um, he also knows his wines. When he opens his mouth, the room stops speaking. Mr. Kirkadare, how are you feeling today? Fine. How are you? I am not bad. I'm going to ask you if it's possible. Are you able to increase the sound? Yes, on your laptop. Um. Cole will have to do that. I don't know how to do that here. Okay. Well, you know, Miss Miss Mister Mister Adair is of the more mature years. So. Oh, me, thanks. Me I'll being, get my walker. <laughs> me being fifty-three, I know that technology. Some of us it takes a little bit longer to process. So if Mister Adair says, you know what, I'm going to let our production manager handle that. I'm going to leave him alone. Now, um, I also want to return a returning, uh, I also want to welcome a returning correspondent. He is from Nassau County, Long Island. He doesn't give us a last name. He identifies as a conservative, and he is someone that, um, you know, when he ha has a point of view, I don't think he's argumentative. I think he makes a lot of sense, but I'm not a conservative. I'd like to welcome Bob from Long Island. How are you, Bob? How are you, Bob? He's okay. muted for some reason. Okay, he is muted for some reason, which means he's not with us, and hopefully he'll join the conversation in a moment. Um, lastly, I'd like to welcome, um, and I hope his name pops up, uh, Mr. Al Alpheus Marcus. From what I understand, he is an African-American Republican. Now, Guys, you know, in, in the black community, it's assumed that everybody's going to be a Democrat. So to be a black Republican is either controversial or, or, or it's a headache or it's being pioneering. I don't know what it is. But Mr. Uh, Mr. Marcus, how are you feeling today? Okay, how's everything? Very well, very well. So I'm going to try to get this conversation moving. And of course, let me introduce my co-host, uh, Sam Kuchera. Sam has been made a co-host because I've been told I lean a little bit too far to the left, even though I'm an independent and I have my own point of view. So, 
Today's subject is disparities in enforcement. Is brutality justified? I don't know how many of you have been online. Um, I have not seen the video, but on YouTube, there in, in New York City, there is a viral video of a lady who is on a train platform. Now, here in New York, we're practicing what is called social distancing, which means we're supposed to remain six feet apart. Many other countries, many other cities are doing the same. But in, in the United States, New York is considered the epicenter of this pandemic. Let me speak clearly here. My apologies. Uh, this woman, who happened to be of African descent, was with her child, who was probably about, I don't know, eight or nine years old. I did, again, I didn't see the video. She was approached by law enforcement. And from what I understand, she was approached by about uh, seven or eight officers. She was questioned about why she did not have her face mask on. Um, her response, from what I'm told, is that she couldn't, she was expressing to the officers, she wasn't able to breathe with the mask on. Somehow an argument ensued. She ended up face down on the ground on a train platform with handcuffs on her back, and her child witnessed her getting arrested. Kirk Adair, I'm looking at you right now. I haven't had you on the program for a while. Did you see the video? Uh, I did. It was outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Unjustified rubbish. The, the, uh, the brutality of the police force and what they think they can get away with has to be abrogated and stopped. That's absolute nonsense. You know, uh, first of all, it is difficult to breathe in a mask in the subway system. And the idea that they treated anyone like that, let alone a woman with their child, is absolutely outrageous. They should be sued for it. There it's is abhorrent. no reason for brutality of that level under any circumstances. Okay, so, uh, so uh, Rob agrees with you. Rob is on the right. Rob identifies a Republican. Kirk is a Democrat. So you both were in agreement that this is just preposterous. Cherokee, did you see the video? Yeah. And I, thought, I, I think that it was excessive force. The woman had a child, she had a problem breathing. I'm asthmatic, I don't go in the subway because I can't breathe on a normal day. So I'm just saying it was ridiculous. Okay. It was ridiculous and I, I would bring a, a civil suit. So, so, so. Let me ask Mr. Marcus. Mr. Marcus, you know, um, usually in the black community, we sort of, uh, you know, we, we on the, we that lean left are sort of kind of anti-law enforcement because we feel that the law is overbearing. Did you by chance see the video yourself? Yeah, um, it, it was forwarded to me. I okay. addressed it with the police commissioner in an email. Your thoughts on it or what? You, you, you want me to explain to you what I explained to the... Uh, please, please, just the commissioner? give us your view. Please. Well, this happened to be my second uh, email to the commissioner. The first email was a pacification that I viewed because he uh, instructed his deputy commissioner to reach out to me through Zoom and we spoke about some of the issues. What they've been trying to do is limit the issues to this alleged pandemic. But these problems have been taking place within our communities prior to. Okay. No. Let, let me just ask overall, is there anyone on this panel who, uh, who feels that the woman was out of line? 
No. No. I don't. And by the way, it's happening. I the police was it's happening all no. across the country. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yorka, give me a second, Rob. You were saying. Uh, I'm, you're asking me. All right. So it's happening. I, I'm getting a lot of videos, people in parks with their children. And they're like, listen, there's nobody here. And, and you know, I'm not wearing a face mask. I'm playing Frisbee with my child. And they're being arrested in front of their children. It's, uh, and that's a lot of white people being arrested uh, and taken away. So it's, um, I, I think it's, it's really abhorrent behavior. It's Gestapo type shit. Okay. So, Rob, um, you know, I, I got to push back on this a little bit, you know, because as an African-American, uh, what, what I, I don't know if it's because of the way that I'm dressed. But I, I, we, we're constantly being seen, you know, and often we blame the media, but we're constantly seeing videos here in, that are based in New York. Uh, we're seeing videos from other cities where law enforcement is going into communities of color and they're saying, you don't have a mask on. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And I just think I, I, I see it as ironic that eight or nine officers would go and approach a person who potentially could have the virus, and they're they're forcing them to the ground, which defeats the whole purpose of social distancing. stupid. Okay, but you said it's happening in white communities all as over well. the place. All over the place. I, I, I don't see it in Central Park here in New York. Uh, I see officers that are offering uh, Caucasian people, "Hey, you don't have a mask. Let me offer you a mask." Now, every time I've seen law enforcement. They've been extremely professional. Um, they've asked people, you know, could you separate, you know, what have you. We as people of color, I, 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 we tend to be sort of communal anyway. Uh, it, it's a cultural thing for those of us of African descent. Um, and I just don't know if this is a media thing where we're sensationalizing or if we have a true issue. Um, Cherokee. It's, it's a combination. Okay. Cherokee, what do you think? I think that um, because of who is running the administration, um, that people are, um, it's, it's a thuggish behavior from law enforcement. They're, they're thuggish. I mean, and... Um, You're blaming the Blasi. I'm blaming... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sam. I'm sorry. Well, She's blaming de Blasio. Why would we say that? Oh, I'm talking He's about... running the police about I'm, I'm starting at the top the administration the president mm. is a thug he's a con man and his wife is a whore and I believe that when he was elected a lot of people that had racist views and and thuggish kind of views they come to they've risen to the top and they're acting outlandish you're that's not seeing I, an uptick in racism across this country. You're seeing a blowback against an anti-white movement that's been going on for far too long that had accelerant put on it during the Obama years. It's an anti-white anti -white movement? Oh, without a doubt. And you're it's uh, people that are the descendants of, form of slaves? Is that what you're saying? Really? I'm talking about white people who are being accosted on a regular basis and looked down upon by people who say, well, uh, you're, you're part of the slave, uh, the slave thing. You know what? Well, had two wait, a, wait a minute. And, 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 and people are shooting black men and young, young men and uncles and fathers in the back. On and, a and they're shooting white people. Anybody who shoots anybody, any police officer that ever shoots anybody in the back, whether that person is black, white, or otherwise, Asian, Mexican, whatever, that police officer, as far as I'm concerned, is supposed to go to jail, not just lose his badge, go to jail. Uh, you look at what happened. It's a form of 
Plus, the police is not run by the president. The police is run by your by your governor, not the president. That's right. Rob, it's the, pre it's the governor, not the president. Uh, okay, guys, 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 I need to let one person speak at a time so we see someone speaking in order for me to get I'm to you. about the trickling down of the hatred. That's all I'm talking Okay, Cherokee, give me one second. Now, Rob, you are saying that anyone who's being shot in the back, it's Auburn. Okay, Auburn behavior. So you acknowledge the fact that if it happens, it, 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 it's something that rights have been violated. Um, you know, uh, Mirka, I want to let you add in, and then I want to go to Julius. Mirka, as a mom, um, when you see this video, and when you, as a person of color, I know that you live uptown. Uh, uh, do I understand that you live in the Bronx or, or, or Harlem? I'm in the Bronx. Okay, you're in the Bronx. And in the Bronx, um, yes. you know, the, 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 the relationship with law enforcement tends to be... Uh, I'm going to describe it as strained at best. As 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 a mother, and in 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 being the fact that you know you're riding on the train, the trains going to the Bronx tend to be more crowded to begin with. You're running less trains that are going to the Bronx. How what goes through your mind when you saw that video? And as a mom, what did you think to yourself? I was outraged. I was absolutely outraged. I wanted to be there and defend her. That's what I wanted to do. That like that that is unacceptable. It was a gang. And then the thing is, they're talking about social distancing. None of the police were social distancing. None yeah. of them. And then they jumped on her. So if we have a virus going on that we don't know about, we don't know who has it. Why are you touching people? Why? <laughs> wow. Now now you use a you use a very strong word, Nyarka. You said gang. Now yeah. oftentimes, oftentimes when the media puts together a story. Um, and it involves, you know, law enforcement and a person of color. We hear words like thug, we hear, we hear gang, we hear wiling out. And often um, for us, um, for us people of color, when it comes to the media, we, we feel like we're being demonized because there are code words that are being used. I want to jump to Julius Tadashan. Julius, as a Harlem activist, I know that you have, you have gotten in some cases. You have had to defend housing cases. You have had to defend civil rights cases. Uh, you work with merchants that are just trying to sell their wares on, on a busy thoroughfare like West 125th Street, uh, right across the Apollo in Harlem. What's your thought on all of this? When you hear the word gang, what do you think? Well, it is, it is about the approach. You know, there is this thug uh, mentality, but it has nothing to do with Trump, really. Society has been like this for quite some time. That's true. You know, on 125th Street, there, uh, an incident that I came across, and what I first saw were people videotaping something, you know, with their camera phones. And um, so I'm like, what, what are they getting? And what they were capturing was this woman, they, uh, two cops were trying to arrest her, one had her in a chokehold. What? Yeah, had her in a chokehold, her eyes yeah. were- On 125th Street in Harlem? Yeah. Why would cops have a woman in a chokehold? What was she doing? Whatever she was doing, it, it didn't justify her being in a chokehold. For sure. So another cop, they had the handcuff on her. And you know, when you pull the handcuff, it tightens it up more. So he was purposely trying to strangulate her wrist, you know. But in any event, I came across this and I physically, physically grabbed them cops off of her. Now, Ooh. when I did that, 
the people that were filming, we had the cop circle. Now I knew I, I, you know, went far, you know. Right. Because you got yeah. mashed in the head. Huh? And you got a nice round head. You got a nice round head, and a billy club hitting your head wouldn't have been. Yeah, but but it was two against about maybe uh, twenty. So I gave this. No, I didn't. Excellent. Now, I would have done this even 30 years ago, which I have done something similar 30 years ago. And I'm the same person I was 30 years ago. But when you go through life, you have to go smarter. So I knew that uh, how to handle it, you know, even though I was going to get physically involved, I knew what else I had to do. I had to get some backup. But I was right up in the cop's face. I told him what he had to do. He had to bring his supervisor down there. I had somebody on my cell phone contacting Inez Dickens, get Al Sharpton, get, you know. Oh, oh, oh now, hold on, now, hold on. You just said a trigger word. You just said the word Al Sharpton. Yeah. Whenever you say the word <laughs> Al Sharpton, people on the right say that troublemaker, that pro guy that comes in there to serve the pot, People on the left say that too, you know. You said what? People on the left say, say that too. I I, I want to um, make one little interjection here. Uh, my um, uh, I had Al Sharpton Senior as a guest on Political Firestorm. Is there an Al Sharpton Junior? The, the the guy that you that's running around picking scabs. His father, who's a real minister, has had a big following in Florida. A lot of love in his heart. Great man. Who's a personal friend. And so this is Al Sharpton's father, who's a lifelong Republican. When he was on, um, you had uh, uh, a guy by the name of Kenny Glasgow, which is Al Sharpton's half-brother. So it was a three-way phone conversation between Al Sharpton's father and Al Sharpton's half-brother. And his half-brother, Kenny Glasgow, his whole thing is about more black men being in prison than white men by far per capita. Right. And my answer to him was that that's because more black men are committing crimes than white men by far per capita. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. Let me finish the point, though. I said okay. that does not for one nanosecond negate the fact that black men are targeted more than white men. The driving yes. one black. You do say that they're being targeted, yes? Oh, yeah. there, there are assholes on every police force. Some of them are racist and they're disgusting people. And, and those ones, again, I think the guy that with the, with the uh, Eric Garner situation, that guy's supposed to be in prison. You know, so I think he was a racist bastard, that cop that choked to death, uh, that man. That Rob, man. Let, me just, let me just bring something up about that uh, um, that uh, Staten Island case. And then I want to jump to Bobby and Nassau, because Bobby and Nassau no, being I all just, quiet. I'm glad he, Pantaleo. Because even if yeah. we can argue about whether he, you know, when he first took him down, that wasn't a chokehold. No. And then when he landed on the ground with him, we really don't see the arm around the neck. See, so we could argue if whether or not he was in a chokehold. But what he did do, see, he pushed his head, he twisted his neck. I can't breathe. That's when he started yelling, I can't breathe. He twisted his neck, he put his knee all yeah. on his head. Right. That was malicious racism. Yes. Like, words, nigga, you're going to stay put. Exactly. And, and that's the, was behind it, it. the second time he said, I can't breathe. Some of that pressure was supposed to be released. It was 11 times. And and those guys, that Papa Pale guy, that, they don't belong just losing their beds. They belong in prison. That was murder in my book. Okay. Okay. And so, Bob, you know what I'm, I'm sorry, Julius. Give me one I'm second. Just, 
Um, you know, Rob, I, I have to say, I really respect this about you. There, there are times that you will say something that I think, what the hell is this guy talking about? This, this son of a Mayflower baby, this Caucasian cracker, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, but you will always acknowledge when Trump has made a mistake or when something is against people of color, and it's very hard to label you. And I, and, and I must say, I believe that you're a true Republican. I must say that. I don't know what a Republican is, but I, I, I think that you might be a true Republican. I can school you on that one. <laughs> I, 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 I want to jump to Kirk Adair for a second, because Kirk, you've heard some very strong words. You've heard the word gang. You've heard the word racist. You've heard the word nigger. What, what is going through your mind when you hear all of this? What, is, is, this is this something that we believe is that the administration is justifying? Or have we reached a place in, in American society where all bets are off and we just do as we want to do? What, what, what's happening? Well, since the George Bush, since we've, um, since we, uh, the George Bush senior, George Hiram Walker Bush, all right, there's been uh, a militarization, an unnecessary militarization of the police. They are no longer here to uh, police the streets and protect us. They have an agenda and the agenda has nothing whatever to do with health. It has to do with you will obey. And they have been inflicting that, first of all, on the minority communities, and now they're starting to do it on the white community, who has been oblivious to a lot of this for a long time, thinking, oh, it's a gang, oh, they're this, oh, they're that, because it's media controlled. The media has been demonizing minorities, and they have been got, gotten away with it because of the agenda with the police force. And the people in the police who are racists are promoted, it's hushed up, it's a wall of blue silence, it, it's not just de Blasio, it, it's, uh, Every single mayor that you've had in this city, and particularly Bloomberg, he was the one that started all of this. And Bloomberg okay. is part of this agenda. He's a big, big part of this agenda. And he's a Democrat, by the way. Well, yes. he, no, 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 no. He's a fascist by any other side. He's a Republican, Marquis. He's a real no. Democrat. Well, no, he, he was a Democrat turned Republican, just to get turned independent, just to get back to Republican. Alpheus has a Democrat. One second. Alpheus, I need you to say what you said again because our audience needs to hear this. Bloomberg was a Democrat who went to independent to Republican, back to Democrat. Now, for our audience, mm -hmm. let's also acknowledge the fact, let's also acknowledge the fact that Trump at one time was a Democrat, who now yeah. identifies as Republican. In reality, I don't believe Trump is either. I believe that he is independent of either party. Uh, I, I, personally, I personally feel as a host of this program, he operates as, by his own rules. Um, do we have Bobby from Nassau on the line? I, is, is he on the line with us? I am on. Okay, Bob, Bob you know, you had mentioned that in Nassau County, Long Island, you guys have had a problem with crime. And often when that word, when that crime is described, it describes, you know, unfortunately, those Mexicans and Mexican-Americans, you know, coming in and doing all types of things in the MS-13 and blah, blah, blah. Did you by chance see the video with the woman being forced to the subway platform? 
I, I have not seen that video, so I, I really can't comment on it. However, I will say this, any police brutality, I don't care who it's committed against, is wrong. Okay, okay, regardless, okay. Regardless of, of gender, race, religion, any demographic, it's wrong. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shift here to the women. I'd like to go to Cherokee and then I'd like to Nyoka because as women, you know, as people of color, when you're dealing with law enforcement, the relationship at times can already be strained. But as women, um, both of you are parents. Uh, I believe Nyerka has a, a daughter, and I believe that Cherokee has a son. Um, can can you what? How would you handle a situation, Cherokee, like this? How would you have handled it? You're you're an opinionated woman. You have a strong personality. You know who you are. But you're a woman of color. You're of you're, 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 you're African descent, you're of European descent, and you're of Native American descent. You, you got all this stuff going on. What would have went through your mind? How would you have handled that situation? If I, the, if I were the Please. Uh, because I had my child with me, I'd have complied and put the mask on until they went away. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time breathing with the mask, too. I would have put the mask, I would not have left. I don't, I don't trust the police, so I would not have put myself in a situation if my child was with me, a young child, to, to, for them to act out like that. But they were the ones wrong. Yeah, you, I would you also, when, when I got out of jail, I would call an attorney and, and, and initiate a lawsuit immediately. And win it. Okay. Rob, Rob, is, Rob, our Republican, is in agreement with you. And Cherokee, I'm assuming that you're a Democrat, but I'm not sure. Um, you are. Erica, you have said, I wish I were there because I wanted to defend her. What would you have said? Well, um, first of all, I, I'm going to tell you what I saw. Um, from, the video from the video perspective, I couldn't really see what she was saying. But it looked to me that she was leaving the station. And as she was leaving the station, and since we're talking here about, about race, because I don't like talking about race. To me, we're the human race. Um, a black cop was the one that went in front of her and pushed her. Whoa, whoa. But I had to, to see the I had to see the video Are twice. Sure Are you sure? Yes. No, I, I saw the video twice. Yeah. I saw the video twice because not everybody's talking about race. However, I had to look at the video twice. It was a big black woman who went in front of her because she looked like she was leaving the station. And if she's leaving the station, let her go. That's when they stopped her and they grabbed her. Uh, I'm going to tell you one incident that I had with the cop yeah. and, and, and how, how I will handle it. Um, I got arrested because I, I am a homeschooler, so I used my daughter's card. I went to buy her lunch. And the police didn't want to hear that I was homeschooling. He just wanted to give me a ticket. So when I was trying to explain myself and I saw that he was just getting more aggressive, I just let him do what he wanted to do. I got on handcuffs. I went to the agent, um, to the place. Um, and I told him, I said, you're making me really nervous because we shouldn't go this far. And you're not really, and you're not believing me. So he, whenever I spoke, he just, he just got more aggressive. So I'm like, I went through the whole process. I, I was, I was uh, appointed to go to court. When I went to court, I handled it. And I handled it in the professional way. 
in which point what I what you're supposed to do is not sue the police. You sue them individually. You you you're supposed to put a lien on all of their property. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, individually, you get their names, you get their 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 badge number, everything about them, and my then sister, you sue them personally. My sister, I gotta stop you for a second because as as a woman of Afro-Caribbean descent, I think there's certain things a woman can get away with that a uh, that a black male cannot. I personally, and, and, and I need to and I need to talk to Julius, and and and, and then I want to jump to uh, Alpheus. Um, I personally have to be very very careful about asking for a badge number and asking for um, a name. I have to look carefully and get that information because I personally, as the host of the show, would feel that I'm putting my life at risk. Now, you said the cop was being aggressive. Uh, do, do you feel at any time that maybe you should have just stopped talking and let them go through the process like Cherry Key said she I would? did. Yeah, that's exactly what I, what I said. That what you're supposed to do is be calm down. You know, you're supposed to calm down. And just, you, you know, let, let them do, huh? You said you were arrested. Oh, no, they're going to provoke you. Yes. They, they, you know, sometimes you can get a, a police officer and they're just going to go the way they want to go. So, you, you know, can't so, diffuse it. Right. You, yeah. Take humiliation for that moment, you know, unless, and I'll give you another scenario later, but uh, take that humiliation for that moment. Yes. Go through the process, you know, and let it end. But sometimes you you have no choice. I've been in a situation where I had no choice. I had to, mm -hmm. I had to dif disarm police officers. I had no choice because they were there for a very specific reason. Okay. And sometimes, you know, uh, it's like a um, one of those situations where you can't there's no other choice no other okay choice. i'd like to I'd, I'd like to jump to um i'd like to jump to alpheus because he, he said that when he he was getting uh, i believe that what what alpheus what you said is you were getting emails and you reached out to the commissioner the police the new york police commissioner I'd like to ask you your relationship with the police commissioner that would enable that because I, I, I believe that as a person of color, who you know is very, very important in situations just like that. So can we discuss a little bit your relationship that you have access to the commissioner? Maybe you could well, tell us a little bit about your background because I didn't have a chance to explain. Well, I'm, I'm a community advocate here in New York City, um, form of uh, candidate for state assembly and hopefully still deciding uh, to run for city council. I literally have no, no uh, real relationship with him directly. I have relationships with those underneath his command as well as those associated with him. Um, these issues, like I said, I've been going back and forth with, with previous uh, commissioners and, and heads due to the fact that a lot of them has risen risen within the ranks of the NYPD and watched the relationship between the black communities deteriorate between the police departments and they have no answers or solutions when they get to this, you know, this, this plateau of their careers. I think 
my email was more of a frustration due to the, the lack of, uh, how can I say it? He, they, they're continuing a cycle that's, that's, that's been going on for decades. And, you know, he, he's aware of the, the relationships that I have with other high-ranking officers, so he respects that part. But I don't think he sees the racist intentions that he holds, you know, when it comes down to the community. And I reflect this based off his, uh, his recent statement. You know? Okay. Um, I, I want to jump over to our co-host, um, Samuel Kachira, because, you know, Sam, when our viewers hear this, those that lean on the left would automatically say, those racist white cops, that's what's going through people's minds. But I was stopped as the host, and I was told it was a black officer that perpetrated the, the victimization that perpetrated the, 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 the situation. Um, Sam, you, you've lived in China, and you've lived in what, what we in America think of as a dictatorial, uh, excuse me, let me, let, me, let me correct myself, as, as, as a dictatorship uh, uh, in, in government, in law enforcement. If this situation happened in China, what would we expect to play out? Mm -hmm. There's no comparison. In China, um, the people always have a voice. The police don't even carry a weapon. In China? In China. The police don't they even carry, carry weapons. weapons. The police do not carry a weapon. Okay, I just want to make sure I understood you. So you're saying the police in China do not have guns, do not have batons, do not have tasers, nothing. Maybe they've got batons now, maybe they've got tasers, but they don't carry guns. No firearms. Okay, no firearms. So when the when you're stopped by the police or when you meet the police, uh, it's always a fight. It's just a, a debate, an argument, whatever you call it. Um, and Chinese people, they just, I mean, they'll talk for 20 minutes just to say hello. You know, where you and I can just go, hey, how you doing? They'll talk for like 20 minutes just for just to say hello. So everything that comes out of their mouth. It's a long conversation, you know. I had a I had a small altercation myself in China, where in four hours I can tell you I spoke about ten minutes of time, and the female, she spoke, the rest of the time. Okay, okay. I'm going to stop you, Sam, because I'd like to jump from Cherokee to Nyerka to Kirk. Um, Cherokee, you're a woman who's um, traveled. As an actress and a model, you've traveled internationally. Would this situation have taken place in any other country that you've been to? Could you imagine it happening? I never experienced um, anything in any of the other countries. I've been to West Africa, I've been to Europe. I haven't experienced anything like that. I did experience a situation when Giuliani, here in New York, I was up in Harlem going to a friend's house. And Giuliani used to initiate sweeps to get people to stop buying uh, crack or something. Now, I'm going to interrupt for a second for our audience. Giuliani is the same Rudolph Giuliani that was at one point a nominee on the Republican ticket. 
I right. just want to clarify that. Continue speaking, Cherokee. Okay. And um, a cop, they, right before the sweep, a white cop approached me and um, asked to see ID. And I said, no, what did I do? So he said, I, I just need to see your ID. I showed him my ID. And he said, what are you doing in Harlem? My reply was, uh, why are you here? You know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> he told me to leave. He told me to leave the area. So as I'm walking away, the vans and the police roll up and they're grabbing people off the street. The white guy told me to keep walking. A black cop grabbed me. He told the white cop that I was okay. I mean, the black cop that I was okay. And he threw me in the van anyway. When they took me to the precinct, he, the black cop, put me in a separate cell from the rest of the women and was coming back asking me, did I want a paper? Did I want chips? All this nonsense. And oh, okay. so, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. This, this sounds like solicitation, did it? Huh? This sounds like solicitation, almost like they were treating you as if you were a prostitute. Oh, no, he wasn't. I said, I'm a writer. I want to be with the other women. I want to see, because I've never been arrested. I want to see what this is about. He said, no, I'm trying to protect you. I said, this is not protection. I'm in fucking jail. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> so the white cop comes and opens the cell, and he lets me out. And as we're leaving, the black cop says, well, if you're going to let her go, I have to fingerprint her just to make sure. And he fingerprinted me. Nothing came back because I've never been arrested. And the white cop took me outside, hailed a cab, and gave me money for it. There that you was go. But oh, the, cop was a, the black cop was a complete asshole. Okay. There's good and bad is in it, all. Is it, Mark, isn't yeah. it always that? Isn't it always on? Isn't it always it, on? I it was I was I was in total shock from it. It was I couldn't believe it. Marcus, when okay. people talk about racism, right? Now, in the minds of many people in this generation, they think they're not being racist. But if you're operating from a system that was created under a racist foundation, right. you're gonna get the same result. And so everyone is still operating within the infrastructure that was clearly racist. So black cops, if you're operating under that paradigm, it's you're systemic. gonna operate with the racist uh, undertone. And this is what people fail to, to, um, to realize. It's the foundation was created under a racist foundation. The infrastructure is all racist. And if you're still operating under those systems and that infrastructure, you're going to get a racist result. Okay, meet but, 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 but how can okay. I get more compassion from the second problem. Go ahead, Cherokee. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Cherokee, go ahead. Add what you wanted to add. Then I wanted to jump to Nyerka, because I'm looking at her face, and she has something to add. Go ahead, Cherokee. I want to hear it, too. No, I, I'm just saying the white cop was a complete gentleman and really trying to protect me from the beginning of, of his approach to me. He was, he, he was, he had humility. This black cop, it was like, I, I, what is going on? I could not believe, he grabbed yeah, no, no, I, I, Again, I want to impress upon our audience that Cherokee, you identify as a woman of color, but you are yeah. of mixed race. Yes. Um, Yurka, you don't like, we, we're all people. We're all the human race. Why are we even talking about race? 
Uh-huh. Why? What goes through your mind when you hear black cop, white cop? What What, what are you thinking? It's not just white cop, black cop, Republican, Democrat. It's just like we're all in a little box. <laughs> here, let me take my pen. My white pins goes here. My black pins goes here. That's, you know, that's what it looks like. When in reality, we all go through, we all, no matter what color we are, what age, we all go through some type of unfortunate situation with another human being. But the system um, is to put us in boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in your case, it looks like, it, um, Cherokee, in your case, it looks like that black cop was, was nicely taking you to hell. Yeah, oh. yeah. Damn, damn. Okay. Um, oh, hey, want- uh, hey, Marquis. Hey, Marquis. Right. I, I want to sh- share a quick little thing. I was uh, in my early 20s as a damn good looking white man. I was in the mall. A damn good looking white man that doesn't yeah. have a camera, so nobody believes what the hell you're saying, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was in the mall. <laughs> I was in my 20s, and I was trying to use a credit card to buy somebody something to get cash. I was on my way to Dayton, Ohio. I had a little cash flow issue. And what happened was security approaches me, and they're, they're, they're acting like complete dicks, and then they take me to the exit. When I get to the exit of the mall, I go to the pay phone. Back then, there were no cell phones. And I went to call the movie house that I had been the manager of. It was a 10-plex. And because I, I had learned in the interim that there was a check waiting for me there. One of the guys that worked for me told me that. So I go to call. In walks the police. They hold off while I'm trying to call. Then in comes this guy, Donnie Shore. And this guy, his name was synonymous with bruised ribs. Didn't matter what color you were. He was a complete asshole. And so he comes, snatches the phone from my hand, slams it down, grabs me by my jaw. Yells and screams at me, all this stuff. I go to walk away and I mumble under my bed, dickhead. Boom, he takes me, slams me on the back of his car, breaking the watch, handcuffs me, throws me in the back of the car. And I'm saying to him, Wow, it looks to me like you had a really bad day. He's no, I had a great day. I have a great day. The guy was on Coke. Everybody knew he was a Coke fiend. It was in his eyes. You can tell he's all drugged out. So I'm in the back of this police car being taken somewhere, cuffed. And, and, and so he kept being mean, real mean. So finally I said, well, listen, it looks to me like, you know, you're bald, you're fat in the middle. Looks like maybe your wife is telling you to get the hell out of the bed. Because I started messing with him because he kept messing. He takes me to the police station, cuffs me to the wall, and smacks me so hard across the face, I lost the taste in my mouth. Well, now, that was that white cop against a white guy who was only, I was doing anything wrong at all, nothing illegal. We looked all to it. I went straight to my congressman. Uh, and I wrote a letter. It's, that's what we have. The founders set it up this way. You go straight to your congressman. You go straight to your assemblyman. You go to your two U.S. senators. You go to the attorney general of your state. That guy was up for a promotion. By the time I got done with him, he got demoted instead. Okay. And, and that's what, can I ask a question? What state was this again? This was upstate New York, 90 miles north of Manhattan. Ooh. Upstate New York. Okay. Now, so it's no, let to use the system, press the buttons, pull the levers, and get the asshole cops to be called onto the carpet and called into account. Okay. And anybody oh, can do that, black or white. Now, no, and, th- and this is the time to do it because a lot of people are not employed. Go to court. Sue those people. Put a lien on their property. Make oh, them poor. That's going to be problematic because how do you go to court when court is not open? No, no, court is open. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. But you could file. Well, my probation officer ain't letting me in the building, so I guess. There's a certain, there's a certain like, immunity. You file. There's a certain immunity that, you know, people who are trying to sue, they're going to have to try to overcome that bar because of this pandemic. So, it, you know, 
it's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be like an easy slam dunk. This is why I say it's a good time to do it. You're going to struggle anyway, but if you don't have a job, you have the time to struggle. Okay. Kirkadir, Kirk what, Kirk what, what are you listening to right now? What are you hearing? Uh, in what way? What do you what do you what do you mean, Marquis? Your, you're, your hearing people, you're hearing people talk about race. You're hearing how to handle a, an escalating confrontation. But you're from the UK. You have been in the military. How is the UK? Would this situation even happen in the UK, the United Kingdom? Well, it's gotten a lot worse. The police have changed since yeah. I, I live there. They've greatly changed, and they've been. Um, um, there's, a, there's a structure in place, and I would agree with Julius in this. There's a, there's a racist structure that has been put in place since the Thatcher government. Um, and um, people of color have been demonized. You would see something like this, but probably not on the same level of violence. Uh, you would see it uh, in Hong Kong with batons and also in Singapore with batons because the police... Um, I've been used to doing that, and it's it's a it's a colonial method of brutality. Again, uh, colonial. Sam, because the, the the police in China now are carrying guns, and they and the recent videos of them dragging people out of their apartments, kicking and screaming, uh, and uh, taking them away is unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, Kirk, you just said the police in China are carrying guns, but 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 Sam said. They're, not They're carrying guns in Wuhan. They were shown in, in videos carrying guns in Wuhan. But the, the, the situation is, I would agree that you go along with what they say, but you also take that man's name. And in this country, you should take his name and do exactly what uh, Julius and um, uh, Rob were suggesting. You go right to your congressman, you go right to the city council, you expose these assholes. The trouble is that I would agree with Julius because the courts are going to take a long time to do this right now. But you take their name and you take their number and you go right after them. And New York is right. But the trouble is it'll take time. And especially now because they're trying to implement martial law. It's not about health. It's about you will obey. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh oh. And we have a constitution and a bill of rights that they're supposed to abide by, and they took an oath of office. But when people are acting like thugs, you know that's easy to say that. But you know, it doesn't. Well, the vast, the vast. You know what? The vast majority of police do tend to behave very professionally. But as as Cole just put in, I don't bet anybody saw the injection. They're acting more like a SWAT team now. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah, because you know, they've been militarized and they've been right. militarized since they and allowed to get away with it since the Bush administration. And we have oh, to be very aware. Hmm? Oh, it predates Bush. Well, it, it was George Bush Sr. Yeah, predates him, but he's the one that really pushed that agenda. He had Marine officers and Marine sergeants from SWAT teams change. Uh, uh, 
uh, tra training every single major police department and minor police department in this country. And they've been going through that. Their After the Iraq war, they brought back all these tanks, all these MVs, all this stuff. They're giving them, you know, the, the vests, the helmets, the guns. They've been militarizing them. And the, and the, this country has just sat back and like, oh, well, I suppose they have tanks in Long Island in parks that they intend to use. FEMA has been set up for, for control. It's, it's not an accident. And George Bush Sr. was the one that really pushed this. And you see it more and more and more. And we now have to be very aware that Congress just passed, that the, that the House just passed a uh, this HR 6666 that will give them Gestapo rights to drag you out of your apartment if they suspect you of a non-existent disease, which is a fucking farce. That's crazy. That's the resolution so far. I don't know if it passed in the House fully. It hasn't passed yet. No, it passed. It passed the House two days it? ago. It yeah. did? Pelosi pushed it through, the bitch. She pushed oh, it through. What? So I don't know if that's going to pass in the Senate. She pushed it through. It won't pass in the Senate. It may not pass in the Senate. And then I don't think Trump is going to sign such a law. I'm going to be honest. No. Well, I hope Maybe. he doesn't. I don't think he, I would tend to agree with you. I don't think he will because he's not of that mentality. Right. But you have to be aware that McConnell is on the New World Order pay. The wife is Chinese. There's there's all of this connection with China. That, and Bill Gates wants to turn this country into a fascist state where everybody is inoculated and chipped so but they can be controlled. That's why Trump is, is moving fast to control the vaccination process. Trump right. and uh, Bill Gates are not on the same page. No, and well, no, thank God. No, they're not. But the, but the trouble is that Fauci is, is gassing away and the public, because the media is behind it, are going, oh, yes, yes. You know, I get these emails all the time, support Fauci. We should be supporting Fauci. It's like he should hang. He no, should hang. Hill and Tedros should hang. All of them should. It's it's thank God that they haven't been allowed to, to push this any further. The, the fucking criminals. Sorry, there we go. But, you know, it's, it's as we said earlier when Cherokee and it was talking, and we, we were saying that there's good and bad in all groups, and there's no doubt about that. Whatever the shade of color, whatever the gender, whatever the sexual orientation, whatever the case, you're going to have good and bad in all. And I think when it comes to police brutality, I think that's more on the local level than the federal level. And when you got a really bad mayor or a really bad police chief, um, that's where you're going to wind up with a lot more difficulty and they'll smash in ahead no matter what color you are. I will add again that I think that black men are more targeted. I do. We can oh, I would agree. I would agree with Rob. Definitely. And it's an agenda. It's an agenda of divide and conquer. But we're not divided here. No. Well, <laughs> what the show is what the ultimate sense of things is are out here. I mean, if these if guy goes in and shoots eight people, you know everything about him, right? But guess what? There was a 10-year-old standing by that just won an award for excellence in science. He's going to be a great scientist someday, discover something to help all of the human race or something. There's another one that just gave 10, another innocent bystander just gave $10,000 to their church or their favorite charity. You don't hear about any of those people. All you hear about is the shooter. 
So there's a lot more of the good people out there than the bad people. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have to end this program. And uh, I want to thank all of my panelists. I, I want to thank um, our audience. Um, I understand that we now have viewers and listeners in Australia. We have uh, people listening to us and viewing us in the Philippines. And we are also being listened to in the Caribbean as well as Europe. So it seems like Rebel Assault live stream is going international. And please, guys, tell us what you think about the show. If there's topics that you think we should have expanded upon, or if there is something that needs to be addressed, let us know via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, or TikTok. I'm your host, Marky Devereaux. And um, as always, guys, remember that we are listener-supported. So please contribute to our program. By, um, are you able to hear me, guys? Yes. Okay, sorry. Please contribute to our program via Anchor or Patreon. Whether it's a dollar, five dollars, five hundred dollars, five thousand. Give what you want, but we need your help. Okay, so that's Rebel Assault live stream, and we will see you on Wednesday when we're discussing judges versus governors. Blood is on whose hands? Thank God I'm different. I don't think me and you alike, we different. All day, whipping up the white in the kitchen. Got your bitch pulling up a tight shot. Every day fly.